for Thursday night, March the 22nd, 2007. This is episode 18 of the Anime Roundtable. Good evening from Toronto, I'm Mike Nicholas. Tonight on the show, Japanese publisher Libre and Central Park Media are butting heads over, out of all things, Yahweh titles. We'll talk about the juicy stuff there. Also, Bandai Visual and simultaneous anime DVD releases and the decline of anime and manga sales in the homeland. We'll also say goodbye to our regular as they prepare for a year in that very homeland. It's all coming up next on thecomicden.com. The opinions expressed in the following are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the producers, technical hosts, or any other official associations of this program. Also, the following contains mature material and mild language which may not be suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. Before I start, uh, just for reference, I wasn't upset last week about not being able to talk at any point during the show. Uh, I was upset because I had to be at the controls for the show last week instead of being on vacation. So, um, well, how did you find the how 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 did you find the experience, uh, Clarissa? I mean, just doing that all girls show last week. It was okay, but I don't think girls are as aggressive when talking. So then we got to a point where kind of all the girls agreed, and nobody really had a strong opinion, and it just kind of needed a bit more oomph, a bit more testosterone. Oh, I don't know. I, I missed having well, the guys the, around. The it was nice for a change. I think we should do it again. Oh, I, I think that's a guarantee mm-hmm. that that that'll happen again. Um, actually, I've gotten some good fee- uh, some overall positive feedback from the. And it few was nice to have Carol listen. and Mel on the show. Yeah, I think they did a really they'll, good they'll, job. They'll be back. Yeah. Uh, I'll invite them back. They did a great job. But um, my thanks, la- my thanks to Courtney St. John for uh, hosting last week. Uh, they did a gr- they did a good job. Um, certainly different from ha- from the versions you know we end up usually producing, but it was worthwhile and certainly um, worth doing a certainly worth doing again. Pretty educational, philo- philosophical. Always it. Well, it that's fun. that's the whole idea of this show. So yeah. I was kind of glad to see that to have done that episode. Um, okay, well, just quickly, Anime Roundtable has once again gathered. So let me quickly go once around the table. Uh, yours truly, Mike Nicholas, along with. North American Industry Observer James Austin to my left, straight ahead of me, former form moderator and fan and scan connoisseur Dean Kolak, and anime club head Clarissa Jewell in her final show before she becomes an exchange student in Japan beginning at the end of next week, or give or take. Well, one week exactly. At this time on Thursday, I'll be on a plane. On, on a plane? my 14-hour plane ride to Tokyo. Jeez, that's uh, that's the length. It's been that long. It's a scary, <laughs> scary thought. I, I I've forgotten. Like I, last time I ever went on a plane was like in 1989, uh, visiting parts unknown. Um, but and I remember it being long. But I keep you know it's been. I was like that was more than half a lifetime ago for me. So I, I wouldn't know. I, I would have wow. forgotten. It's like the only time I've been on a plane before this was when I went to England in 2003. That was during the heat wave in the summer there, but it was wow. like a six-hour plane ride. It wasn't that bad, but I couldn't sleep at all on the plane, and it was like an overnight plane ride, and I got no sleep. And <laughs> no, 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 I'm no usually the type of person that can sleep anywhere, so I, I'm not envying this flight that I'm going to have to take next week. I'm just going to hopefully take some drugs and a nice little pillow. <laughs> I and don't think that's Just take something work. for <laughs> air sickness, I guess. I guess the yeah. best suggestion I can ta- make now is I, I got, like, I, I just remember getting air sick, uh, severely airsick during during those uh, flights years ago uh, so I, I, I'd imagine for somebody who wouldn't be accustomed to it something like that could happen I'm so gonna I, try to grab a good book or something get a good mm. book or you know just make just keep yourself occupied yeah. I guess uh, if it's possible on the plane take a stretch we'll uh, do. The, the blood clot thing from like what five oh. six years ago they keep mentioning well you're uh, sp- yeah you're supposed to like every couple of hours you get you up, get up and stretch or something like that I don't know uh, Seems like a good idea. Well, uh, in, uh, as a general rule, um, just for general well-being, not because to prevent specifically something. Anything you're expecting to see there? Like, I, like I mean, after talking, after hearing from um, Angela on her experiences a couple weeks ago, I mean, is there something now you're going to be expecting as you in your year there? Oh, like, I do. I, th- I definitely think that I have these kind of preconceived notions of what it's going to be like there, but I really have no idea, and I don't really have any set image in my head. I don't think like I do, and I don't. Like I'm pretty open to whatever happens there. I'm more thinking about other things that I'm going to be doing while I'm in Japan, and also I'm hoping to be traveling in other parts of Asia, and I'm more focusing on that right now because that's more still up in the air. Okay. Whereas Tokyo, I know for sure that I'm going there. I do. I would like to travel in other parts of Japan, but. It's really expensive to go traveling around Japan, so... There is a stereotype that it's cheaper to go to Hawaii than it would be go- going oh, definitely. Skiing, uh, skiing in Japan. Like, that That was, like, 20 years ago during a... Uh, well, it's 
during Kimagori Orange Road. I think I heard that. Well, I'm already before. thinking that I'd like to go around like Thailand, Cambodia, Laos, Vietnam. Um, I might have a trip also to China, but we'll see how it goes. Like, I'm already thinking about those kinds of things, not so much Japan, and for better or worse. I don't know. That's where my mind is right now. Can you be based at Meiji? I will be mis- based at Meiji as well. in Tokyo. Okay. And I'll be there for a year. I'm going to have at least two months off, separate. I'm going to have August off, and then I'm going to have February off. Oh, that's, well, August is always traditionally the uh, summer summer vacation in the on the Japanese school schedule. Yeah. I mean, you see that constantly depicted yeah. in anime and manga anyway. That's when I go so. to the beach, right? <laughs> going to Shonan? Going to go to Shonan? Uh. <laughs> Maybe. Um, February, I wasn't aware of, uh, of uh, having like having time off. Well, what happens is in January they finish up their exams, and then if I I don't know how my exams are going to work, but then I have basically February off, and then if I was still there longer, I would have March off as well. Oh yeah, now that you the mentioned school starts in April. Now that you mentioned exams, I have to ask this: um, the your school term here won't be finished just yet. So how are you going to complete that, or is it now complete? Will it complete? Uh, um, I have about days? five courses right now. Two of them were excused. So what happened with those? I had for one class, I had two exams. I only wrote one, and that took the whole mark. Uh, the other one, I had supposed to have three, and I only wrote two. Um, for my other two classes, I'm writing two of them early, so I'm writing them on both on Monday next week. Yeah. And then for the last one, I'm, it's an online test. It's actually for my Japanese class, and because it's an <laughs> online test, I'll be writing it when I'm in Japan, when everybody else does. So. God knows what time in the morning, but I don't yep. know if he's going to make us write it at the exact same time. Cause don't be surprised. We'll be writing it at 9.30 in the morning in Canada, in Ontario, so I don't know what That'll time be in the evening. That could be, be like yeah. very well in the evening. It could be an advantage for me if I, yeah. Evening. Well, your, your mind will I be... I haven't re- thought about the time difference yet. It's, I'm still so not Your mind yet. will be less... I, I, I would think you'd be less groggy about it. At 9.30 in the morning, I'm not sure I could be up at that point, but... Yeah, it's, it's not really a fun course, but I, I struggled through it for... Yeah. Well, for well, this is what a third-year <laughs> Japanese course, right? It is, and I know that, and I'm aware of the teacher, and I know his reputations. It is who I think it is. Is it? Who do you think it is? Uh, uh, start. Uh, last name starts with an O. Ota Sensei. Yeah, Nario Ota. Uh, um, he's a very good professor. He's very brilliant in his own way. Um, this is his last year teaching for now. He's taking sabbatical, but he's very strict. Like the way that we do our class right now, in second year and third year, you have twenty kanji that you have to learn every week. Mm-hmm. There's a quiz every week, and for each kanji, there's about five words you have to know, so five compounds. Yeah, he's so it's pretty rigorous. Yeah, he is. I mean, I I, I know I'm aware that of his reputation as a demanding teacher. Um, and he's definitely perfectionist and a workaholic, oh yeah, and he, merci- kinda, he expects that in other people. Mer- yeah, I, 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 I'm not surprised to hear that. I mean, I've, I've dealt with him a couple of times, and nice guy. I mean, oh, very, yeah, no, very no, no easy, easy, that. Uh, go, e- easy to get, al- very easy to get along. Very with. well connected. <laughs> yeah, no kidding <laughs> on that too. But um, and, uh, like he's really involved with like the JCCC and all like the yeah. Japanese consulate and also yeah. the Jet Program. Yeah, those are the major ones in this in here in Toronto. And the speech contest. JCCC, by the way, stands for Japanese Canadian Cultural Center. That's in the East End. If you are not from Toronto, any 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 um, anime fan and Japanophile in Toronto would know the JCCC, which is uh, and. Um, the Japan Foundation, which is in downtown, those are like major uh, major areas for the for uh, in terms of anyone who's interested in Japan or for the Japanese in the Japanese in, in the city. Well, yeah. uh, I guess well, I guess uh, from here on, you know, no other expectation. I mean, you can't really say too much else. Well, just I don't know. I'm thinking it. like in the first week, probably like the first day that I'm there, because of the I'm still going to be going to benefit from jet lag, so I'm going to probably go to the Tsukiji uh, the fish market because <laughs> it opens like you still have to be there at like four or five in the morning to really get the good experience. And normally that's an ungodly hour, and I would never be up at that time. But because of jet lag, I'll be wide awake, so I'm going to just walk get around that out of the way. Yeah, just walk around the place. So yeah. you just get the atmosphere. That's the idea. Well, you're gonna be, you're gonna experience it, so you might as well just. I don't know if I have my camera yet. I'm kind of waiting to put it off to buy my laptop and camera once I get there, because it'd probably be a little bit cheaper when I go. Probably your first trip to Akihabara, right? Yep, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the new, maybe there will actually be some worthwhile Max by that point. Maybe. Uh, Well, I'm still waiting for Leopard, but I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna be able to wait that long. Yeah, I guess. Oh, well. We'll see how that goes. Can't win them all. I, I might just get it as soon as I get off the plane. We'll see. Well, you're ready to... But you're, you'll are you be ready to go come next week, right? Oh, uh, yeah. I should be. Okay. Anyway, um, so that's that's on her per, on uh, Clarissa's personal agenda. On James's personal agenda... <laughs> that sounds uh, we, so awful. You make it sound like I'm doing something awful when you say that. Well, uh, what were you doing What were you doing with your hands uh, when we were talking? Because I didn't see them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of them... I was watching Classy program, which <laughs> was where, where did we come off with the idea that this was a classy show? <laughs> I mean, jeez, do you think too much of this show? I mean, we're, I mean, I don't think too much of this show, and I'm the one who I'm the one who puts out, puts everything on the line for it. 
God's sakes. Uh, anyway, uh, but James, um, you know, there was an anime convention, a mini anime con this week for, you know, anyone who cared in Toronto. I was there. <laughs> uh, the, thing is, the thing is, it's so, like, something like this goes so uh, so much under the radar. Even, um, the, well, the average anime fan in Toronto probably wouldn't know, but a little bit more diehards would because it's free. I kind of yeah. didn't know myself, actually. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have known if I wasn't connected with people here in the club, and I'm the president, so... Well, there's too many things, like, going on, and it's basically the one uh, guys that do CN that yes. do these mini Hobby star, Hobby star marketing, and I know its reputation out there. I, to all you listeners, uh, if you dig around, I know its reputation, but for what it's worth, Hobby Star does, d- aside from CN Anime, does two seasonal cons, one in the fall, one late in the late fall, or early winter, and then one just as spring comes. And this is the spring one, yep. right? And they do, like, comic conventions and all this other stuff. And I think they do an SF one. But interesting is that this year, both of them were free. The one-day con, and then this con. I thought this one, you, they were going to make us pay because that's what they've been doing for the past few years. So it's kind of a nice little thing just to get us in yeah. there, spend well, some money, I mean, meet some guests, and the guests weren't that bad. Who were the guests? I thought it was pretty they good were, for a um, free con. I, I, they I were read, Funimation people. Yeah, I read were, Laura Bailey were, was amongst them. It was Laura Bailey, Chris Sabat, um, Dragon Ball, Colleen, Fruits Basket, uh, Colleen Clinton Beard, yeah. and John... I can't forget. I, it starts with is Col- is is Colleen Clinton Beard, isn't she associated with some ADV stuff? Um, no, she's mostly Funimation. Okay. Her and Lori Bailey uh, did some work together in the theater, and that's how she got into Funimation, and she does some ADR directing stuff and acting as well. But she started on as an actor, like mm-hmm. both the other two. Okay. Uh, and, and but you guys and you guys and the club that we and the cl- and well the club that's uh, that uh, houses this uh, this podcast they were there doing game shows. This is something this is something actually that they've done for years. Um, they usually produce and put on game shows. And James here is one of the stagehands and the assistants for the game for um, for running the game shows. How did that go? I know that they uh, debuted a new version. And well, some new I, to tell you the truth, I actually wasn't too much of a stage and I was actually there on my own personal time this year. But I did go to all the game shows, and the new one, we managed, they managed to MacGyver it in, but it worked out pretty well. Yeah. It almost didn't happen. What happened was they were gonna ha- they needed a projector to show it. It's Basically, it works like um, Wheel of Fortune. You'd have to kind of watch it to see how it goes. But there was a mishap in communication. They were supposed to have a projector provided to them by the people running the convention, and they well, didn't things happen have all it. the yeah. time with them. So then I had to kind of come and save them with my cape, with my projector, brought oh, from Yama. <laughs> you, you, you dragged it? You dragged yeah, I took it, it all the way from York then? all the way down to the Metro Toronto Convention Center. That's yeah, been tradition. But it wasn't too, too bad. Like for a free con, it was pretty good. And then later on, I had yeah, a dealer's Yeah, at least, you know, it's one of those you get what you pay for. I got a Battle Royale t shirt. I was kind of happy about that. <laughs> 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 no, isn't that. Well. Uh, for reference, um, the Anime Club at York University, they produced game shows for years. Um, at, C- at CN Anime, they run the all-night room and produce game shows. They, they usually do their own variations of anime, anime win, loser, loser draw, draw, which is, well, Pictionary. But uh, anyone who's uh, over 25 would recognize the name win, loser, draw as a popular game show in the 80s. Um, they do their own version. Uh, name that tune. Name that tune, and they did a like a flash car- flash game, which was just. I don't you know, know if that's still alive right flash. now. Anime it's, flash. It's anime still flash. Kind of live. Here which is now. like you know rec- uh, picture recognition. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then they introduced uh, like the wheel the wheel of anime. I think they're calling. it. I don't know what the name for that was. That's, it's that's still what in I the heard. Air. It's it's wheel of anime. Wheel of anime is the um, prototype title. Yeah, so to and, speak. and and if you're into and if you're into um, what is I about to say. Well, as I said, if you're if you come to see an anime, you'll you'll see them out in full force doing the, those game shows. They tend to be popular. Maybe, yeah, they do a really good job. Yeah, maybe by uh, default, but I'm usually I, I not around too much. Of cons, I, would, I would say that the game shows for the Maycons are essential, especially when you have the guests and the game shows being the major thing, other than just going to buy stuff yeah. in the retail area because if so, that's all you're there for. Yeah, and it's kind. Of, it, well, we talk. We'll talk. I mean, we talk. We've talked at length about the convention. And I'm sure we'll talk about it again as they approach. But that's what yeah. That's what this club does there. And then they're also known to do stuff at Anime North. They run an all-night room there. We do the, the non-adult all-night the room general. because there, there's oh, yeah, a yaoi. Yeah, yeah. There is a yaoi. And a hand. Yeah, we don't touch that one. If people well, want to go to that one, they're, they're welcome. It's there. To. I think it'll be in another hotel this year. But I, I don't know. We'll yeah, see. but uh, th- but this club is in the has the rare distinction of. Doing stuff at doing stuff in an official capacity at both Toronto conventions—that's a rarity. I, I just don't, don't think we advertise enough at the cons. 
like I don't know if people are really aware that we represent we're from Yama and that we're from York and that people should come. Like I think we need to kind of get them to bring more posters and stuff and advertise a bit more. But I think it's pretty low key what we do right now. Yeah. I think well, it's, not, it's I very think much off the radar. I, yeah. Chances are, if you've attended the Toronto, you've Con, probably seen us there. You, and you don't realize you probably it. Re you probably have encountered the group. So um, it's uh, it's worth mentioning, and uh, you know I'll vouch for them. I, I'll vouch for them having having a having seen it. So. Um, and the other thing to look out for is Angela and the Artist Alley. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about <laughs> Angela and her like and Anime North the notes along and the that line. way they can go directly to her thing first, so she gets all the customers while everyone else is just yeah. staring at her. I think it's her due. Mm -hmm. but, <laughs> so yeah. how many copies are we making? Ten thousand? Hundred thousand? We'll talk. Um, I want to cut. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we have to talk. We have to talk because uh, she'll be if if uh, there's any uh, little merchandising to ever be done concerning the uh, concerning this show. That's probably about the extent of it, isn't it? Not much. <laughs> but we're, we're gonna talk. I, I, uh, we're gonna talk. We'll talk, right? We'll, we'll talk, right, Angela? Okay. A Angela Jordan's in the room. Uh, like we said, at, at Anime North, um, the club handle the the anime club handles the the all ages all night room, but there is the Yaoi room. We. And I just heard from someone else that we might be running one of the adult ones for the upcoming Anime North. It's not set in stone yet, though. I, think I had somebody waving at me from the back. I so. think last time what happened with us is that we had to check on the adult room just to make sure that we kept a count of people, make sure that it's not overcrowded and that the fire marshal doesn't come in. And oh, jeez. Fire marshal. Hey, like, you never What's know. Like for The fire marshal could someday, one day, plausibly walk in and then you'd be totally screwed. It never happens. Yeah. It's better to be safe than well, sorry. I just want to say this. I, I want to mention the Yahweh room. Um, also, as a small segue, uh, do you have anything to say? Do Dean and um, James have anything to say about the all-girls episode last week? Anything that was said? I haven't even listened to it yet. Oh, good. Oh, Dean, Dean's talking for the first time. <laughs> yeah. James? <laughs> you have nothing to say either, do you? Um, I listened to it, and it was an interesting <laughs> retrospective, and it was a nice breath of fresh air, I'd say, for us and our listeners. you have anything general to say about uh, anything specifically said? There's general no, specific. There's, I can't believe you're leaving sentence. Uh, do you think I sit down and watch Yowie 24-7 to figure out? Only 23-7. I just wanted to quickly say this and um, on, on the whole boys love thing. I, I don't have any issue with anybody who's into it, whether you're a boy or a girl. Mm. Okay, um, I mean, I actually believe a lot. I actually agreed with a lot of your points. Chances are, you know, guys would have a different perspective when they see le when they see two lesbians. You know, they have their visions and then uh, and w and hopes <laughs> for whatever. And, and when two girls see two guys going at it, a girl sees two guys going at it. You know, they'll have their interpretation and their wishes for it for that uh, as uh, in terms of what they're watching mm. i have no issue with you know with the whole thing and anyone who's in it i just have the feeling that once in a while um the people the people who are into the uh, specifically women are into who are into the boys love stuff probably take issue with guys who are into the who are into um hentai or harem anime or whatever so I, I just I, I just wonder if that's I, I just wonder if anyone does and please you know I'm not taking any issue with it so don't I don't know I think it's pretty live and let live like I don't know if any kind of group is really offended or exasperated by another group I just want I, I wonder I think that could be the case because uh, there's there's known to be a backlash against harem anime or hentai or heterosexual hentai anime yeah but there's backlash against like reverse harem anime as well mm -hmm. so i think it's kind of the same boat of harems in general where it just kind of gets kind of ridiculous where you have this one character that's like has all these other characters f like falling over them uh, and it gets key, key point is the main character always has to have not a single um character like oh what's the word i'm looking for uh, they have no quality that's kind of useful like a key yeah. Yeah. he has no no redeeming no qualities redeeming, redeeming quality. <laughs> Yeah, and every all the girls start falling in love with him for absolutely no reason. Well, maybe it's well, just it's just a general sex appeal, as they call it. Right? I'm just making a general <laughs> state. I'm just sort of making a general statement anyway, but a uh, general thought. And boy, that didn't come out right anyway. But yeah, um, I, I kind of know what you mean, though. You mean like all kind of the basic, you know, edgy type of anime where there's just I don't know. Yeah, lots well, of people, you know, whatever, whatever turns your crank, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, but I also good. want, but you know, and I want to kind of stay on the Yowie topic because now we get into the uh, real business here, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Uh, so this week, I have to thank Libre for giving us some pretty good material for the show. Uh, in case you missed it, earlier this week, Libre Publishing, which mainly does BL titles, Boys Love titles, uh, publicly called out Central Park Media and their Be Beautiful label, accusing them of publishing some of their works illegally. To complicate matters further, the titles likely in question are titles that fall under Libre's Be Boys publication, which was originally part of Biblos <laughs> Publishing. Biblos went under, for reference, Biblos went under last April, and its assets were picked up by Animate Group, a venture consisting of Animate, the, real, uh, the retail chain, Movic Animation Studios, and Frontier Publications. When they picked it up, they announced that they would start a new publisher, Libre, I guess, being the resulting company. A- and I think this is where uh, this now simmering conflict has its roots. Um, there are still many, fills, uh, many holes to fill in this story, so, you know, the thought plickens. And both sides at this point are saying very little. Um, and while it's too soon to say too much, don't think that people won't speculate. And admittedly, that's something this show loves to do. But um, where do we start here? And, and, if, and if none of you got any of, and if none of you got what, any of what I just said, well, neither did I. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know where, to, well, where do we start. Where do we start with this one? Uh, where do you, you? I know you. I know you want to bring this one up, uh, James. So you want to say oh. something initially? Not because we're rabid Yowie fans here, but no. It, um, I think we kind of delve into the, the business of anime, and that's one it's thing. More we the like interesting doing here. fact that this stuff happens all the time. We've seen it with Universal and Nintendo going over Donkey Kong and King Kong and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I think the interesting thing was it was on the actual Japanese site in English and Japanese calling out. Be beautiful and so on. And so let me forth. read the statement. Insane. I actually have Insane. a copy of the statement. Um, and also, it says in that statement, the creators are very unhappy. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Let me just let me really in case uh, we'll put this on the web. <laughs> we'll put the link on the in the show notes. But let me read the. Uh, let me. Well, just how long the, is it? Uh, it's, it's not that long. That's no, okay. Not that uh, let me read the statement by. Uh, let me read the statement by um, Libre Publishing. Uh, thank you very much for your continued interest in our publications. Please note. That we do, we we also caught uh, blah blah blah. Okay, let me get let me get to the just gist of this. Recently, it has come to our attention that some translations of our publications have been published, and some are to be published uh, by Central Park Media and their label, Be Beautiful, in the United States. We wish to make it known that these publications are considered illegal because they have not been authorized by us. It should also be known that the cartoonists and authors are being victimized by this illegal act and they are very annoyed by it. I'm using the exact words of the statement, by the way. We strongly protest this illegal infringement of our property and issuing a strong order for Central Park Media to cease their illegal acts. We also would wish our faithful readers to refrain from purchasing, loaning, or sharing any kind, any and all all of these Ill- illegal publications. Thank you, Libre Publishing Company Limited. This is strong word. These are yep. this is uh, strong words, and, and maybe something lost in the translation, admittedly. But these aren't. This is a heavily worded statement. Well, I think we were talking about the fact that the uh, company previous, and it was a big thing in Japan, was the bankruptcy of um, Biblos, one, Biblos. Uh, which was Biblos. Right? And in the end, a lot of the catalog of CPM was from that. And so you got to think in the contract. Every contract has to deal with bankruptcy and what would happen if one of the companies went bankrupt if they would still have the license or who the license goes to. And yeah. so it's interesting to see that obviously... Um, it's playing out. Think, it is playing out very interesting. Well, John and O'Donnell, as we speculated before, he is now in Japan, probably talking to them, but I guess they well, believe just, just that as a note, the he, He's the managing director for CPM. Yes, we and are aware. And, he, and he's, the, like, he's the face and pretty much the head, de facto mm-hmm. head, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, like, it, it has to be like sort of... Noted that Biblos has a number of titles with many different imprints. For reference, Central Park Media has uh, from Biblos and I guess now Libre, uh, Kizuna and Golden Cane, Kitty uh, and Media Blasters in turn under their Kitty label, Level C and Skyscrapers of Oz, uh, Digital Digital Manga Publishing has Our Kingdom, Blue, Tokyo Pop, they have Fake, and Broccoli has Under the Full Moon. So why Central Park Media out of to start? I mean, this is like Central Park Media was singled out, but they have interests in all of them. And wouldn't you think it would be like they'd have those? They'd have the prevailing feelings with all of those publishers. The thing that we gotta remember is that Central Park Media was the only company undergoing restructuring from bankruptcy 
and the other ones were still afloat. So maybe they were contacting everyone and something through the loop sipped slipped through for cpm i mean this is it's good hard to say it's hard to well as i said this is this is all spe- speculation and as i said uh, you know we need something to fill up the time <laughs> um well here's a here's my I, i'll give a thought and i'll give this as best i could um chances are when libre and, and by the way we have to stress libre is no small operation when you have names like movic and frontier uh, associated with your name these are these are heavyweights, or these these ain't small weight, these ain't lightweights in the in the uh, Japanese industry. So, um, my get my thinking is like they want to like all of the contracts for with Biblos in the eyes of Libre were are now reopened, and they've contacted each of the individual publishers, hoping to re- renegotiate. Some have, some haven't. Central Park Me- and some could afford to renegotiate, some can't. Central Park Media, it's been known for a year, they for almost a year, they've been undergoing some sort of restructuring and financial issues. They're in the le- they're like in the weakest such position. They they can't afford to re- or seemingly wouldn't be able to handle such a renegotiation. It may be too much for them at this point in time. So that's that's one thing. The other thing, the other side is what do, to what extent and to what extent did the Biblos, um, original Biblos agreements with Central Park, or uh, for that matter, with everybody, with all the publishers, extend? Would it extend to the entire ter- run of the term of the of, of every set title, or or would something have to come into place after, after um after if one of the if either company, mm-hmm. company as, in the agreement went down? As we talked about, like when you're in restructuring and when you're in bankruptcy. They have to make sure all their contracts are in line. So you got to think lawyer wise. There's, there's CPM there's, must think that based on the contract, they were with fine. their guns. They were fine. And so but I'm be, guessing obviously, they have to obviously, go back to Libre, Libre thinks that there's something in there that opens it, reopens it up. Mm-hmm. And then the other side is, for all we know, um, Central Park Media, everything's on hold there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, all the titles made in question with Central Park Media could very well be just out of print at the moment, but they're still yeah. on the market. Kimagori Orange Road has been out of print technically since the summer, but you can still find it in stores. Yeah, you can still find it in online retailers. So, and, oh, and that speak, might be the case Speaking here. of online retailers, apparently one one of the retailers that was uh, <coughs> that was selling these titles that's taken it off market. Out of respect. Yeah, they mentioned how you know they they believe that the CPM is uh, legally doing these series. I know personally from what I've read over the past two days, it just sounds a lot like a money grab. By Libra, could be. I mean, as I said, both sides aren't like, saying much else. Over, uh, in the they're original just, they're, they're News push- Network uh, article in the forum, one person discusses how Libra apparently had some problems with uh, the other U.S. publishers and some German and French publishers regarding these times. Yeah, this is just a, this is just a negotiation play, but this is so badly thought out. It's interesting because if, if we've seen things like this before, but never this public yeah, I mean, where they're willing to go on their site. And how many English speakers from the U.S., like, yes, it leaked out through to our mainstream anime press, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. But how many people do you think actually go to that site and are saying, oh, I can see that. You know what I mean? Think about that. Yeah, I still don't completely see it. But and you're right on the whole thing, uh, the whole idea that this happens all the time. I mean, Winnie the Pooh was under... A lot. The rights to Winnie mm-hmm. the Pooh was under a lot of um, conflict for some time, mm-hmm. and I think Disney eventually went out. I don't know who who they I were against. I don't know how that worked, but that was just a, a weird situation. I mean, with um, I mean, I, I mean, I I remember hearing like this sort of reminds me of the whole Mash and Trapper John MD conflict, and and I I know many of you here sitting around this table and in the studio and probably listening are too young to remember this, so let me just quickly give this. Um, Ma- there was the Ma- there was Mash the movie Mash the TV series which was really popular in the seventies uh, and early eighties. I do and, vaguely remember it. And then there's <laughs> and then there's and then there was a spinoff series called Trapper John MD which was a spinoff from one of the characters set twenty five at least twenty five years after the events of the Vietnam War or the Korea War. That was um, when Mash was set. Here's where it gets interesting. Um, the producers like Trapper John MD and and both Ch- Trapper John MD and Mash were both shown on CBS. But there was a lawsuit from the producers and the create and the original, you know, writers of the um, 
that the producers of the MASH TV series, wanting royalties from Trapper John MD, from the producers of Trapper John MD, saying that this was a direct sequel or a direct spin-off of their show. And in order to not pay royalties, the the producers of Trapper John successfully, might I add, in co- successfully argued in court that Trapper John MD, their show, was not a spin-off of the TV series, but a spin-off of the movie. Oh. <laughs> And therefore, um, they wouldn't, and then, and that any royalties that would have to be paid have been paid to the producers of the movie, not the TV series. And they were able to win, ar- successfully argue that one. So, you, you, but this gives me gives you an example of, you know, skewed rights, skewed um, litigation over over certain titles. And, and it could be argued that, and it could be argued, ma- you know, the Mash TV series is much different than. Yeah, the movie. Than the movie. Yeah, which it is. So, um, you know, th- I mean, that th- th- sort of reminded me of that story in, in, in a roundabout way. But I thought, but I have no, like, we have exactly, absolutely no clue what will happen at this point. Maybe a, a non, like, Beebles may be also targeting Central Park, like I said, because they're they're, easy, they're an easy target right now, and then, and and then and then they can. Um, you know, hope for uh, Central Park to go to that. This would be their fi- the final thing for Central Park. You know, final nail in the coffin, so to speak. Yeah, and then they can finally you know go around with the rights and see and shop around the rights to their other stuff. But um, I guess I guess uh, when there's any disagreement, any clarity needed, and when there's clearly and clearly when two sides are not on the same page, that's where the courts come in. This is where it gets more um, culturally and ambi- uh, culturally interesting because as a ja- in Japan. You like, there's this thing to try and work things out without need for a lawyer, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I'm told that lawyers are few and far between, and court it, court is is an absolute last resort. Court is mm-hmm. one of the it, court in North America is it's one of the first first, <laughs> first thing. You don't hear direct uh, when somebody is is about to be sued. They don't get the threat from the person actually suing them. They get it from their, their lawyer. lawyer. I'll yeah. see you in court, right? That's the that's and that's a common line. Conflict resolution is always through the courts in in this cult in that culture, and, and I don't know. And the real question and what has me wondering is where if this is ultimately going to go to court, where is this going to be heard? Is it going to be heard in a Japanese court? It's going to be heard in an in a, an Amer in an American court. And who would be at the advantage here? Yeah. <sighs> Who knows? I think hopefully it won't reach that well, stage. No, no, no. I, as I said, this is probably a negotiation ploy. But as I said, the sad part is, in conflicts, you don't want these things to be public because it becomes more and more a he said, he said thing. <laughs> he I said, do wonder why they, why they did it in the first place, though. I know you were saying that it's a negotiation ploy, but I don't really think it was necessary. No, neither did. I, I wondered if it wondered about it, too. But, you know, there's, a, there's quite a bit, like, at stake. Well... Geez, I'm using such huge terms. There may not be that much at stake, but well, I don't know. Like CPM has been really beat up over the past few years, so I don't know about that. This could be another, as we said, nail in the coffin for them, and I'm not sure if they could get up. Well, first of all, it would just be a setback. Right? Worst thing. Well, it's been a lot. There's been a lot of them. There's been a lot of them. But um, you know, this is as I said, this is very. This is like an intriguing, intriguing story. So, and 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 now, and it, it involves what is probably the biggest or the fastest growing segment in the anime manga realm. Yeah, for sure. In North like, America, and they've, and in they've been America, going right? at that yaoi niche for a while now. Yeah, and because they've been they were going, going, going. They were in hentai, and now they're in just yaoi based. Well, even at the con this weekend, like almost half the dealers' room was yaoi and stuff. Oh man! Wow, well, I didn't even I, I didn't even notice that. That's a nice fact for me to now know. Well, I don't know about it half, but <laughs> quite a good chunk of it. Yeah, but I know it stood like, out to me. Like, and I and I feel bad for um, Central Park Media because, like, out of all the dealings and all the conversations I've had with representatives from companies over the years. I like C- Central Park Media was the ones I've been constantly like were the most consistent and you know and my and my uh, conversations with them have been very very pleasant. I mean, I've met John O'Donnell on a, on one or two one or two occasions and he's a he's a really nice guy to talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I when I last talked to him he was start he was just about to start be beautiful and um you know he was and he was uh pretty enthusiastic about it and he knew and I think he understood what it could mean for in the long term for his company and uh, for the most part his pan- it is played out that way he's ha- uh, at least it's enough to keep it, keep the company afloat at the moment mm-hmm. so so I so personally speaking I, I can't help but feel even worse for um for the guys up down in New York having uh, having um, 
met with, uh, talked with them at length. What else can you really say for them? Hope, yeah, I mean, we hope they hope things. Uh, hope this isn't the beginning or yet another uh, notch in the towards the end for them. But I don't know. I don't know. Anyone else want to add something to this, or we can? No, I think I think we've went at it. Yeah, I think we. Yeah, I think we've said enough. I think we've said enough. At least uh, before getting sued or something. Oh, don't worry. I'm I sure we'll have a lawyer come up to us. I know we're not supposed... Like, they say, uh, you know, as responsible journalists, uh, we're not really supposed to play the idea of speculation. But one, we ain't journalists. And, and we ain't responsible. But, um... And, and, and <laughs> I don't really want to hear like the said, transcripts. It's like... Yeah, I know. But, <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's debatable. But, you know, we can't help but wonder. So... And, and the name of this game, and like I make it no secret in this show, we, we like to speculate a lot. So you know, there's a couple of things here. You know, on I guess, on the I guess everyone's speculating because this is one of the few times you get to look at something that usually happens behind closed doors with no one ever seeing it. Mm -hmm. And that's a fascination with it all. Mm -hmm. We'll keep up with the story as best we could. I'm pretty sure uh, as word comes out, you'll you'll find about out of about more of it uh, through the usual means. But I'm. We'll keep up too, and I, I'm pretty sure we haven't heard. Well, clearly we haven't heard the end of it, so it, it should get really, really interesting from this point forward. Um, for reference, John, uh, John O'Donnell's probably in town for the Tokyo Anime Festival, uh, so the, there's a big one going. There's a big conference or big gathering going on there, so uh, I'm sure we'll hear more and more stu interesting stuff from that as we uh, towards the end of the week. Anyway, uh, anyway, we'll take we'll take the break. Uh, <laughs> Back with more. When we get back, we'll uh, go through a couple headlines in brief. You're listening to the Anime Roundtable on thecomicden.com.
could be a crazy oh, he's man and run through the window. Yeah. <laughs> in case you guys are wondering out there, they're um, trying to look for a place to buy beer. Is that it? There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying it's illegal. It's just or anything wrong. Roll, roll we, 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 I've had enough about it. I've talked enough illegal stuff uh, tonight. So, but um, yeah, you're going drinking with Maybe. some friends. I'm entitled. Oh, indeed you are. You're. I'm age. leaving the country. I'm drinking all the time. I'm drinking right now. <laughs> Even, uh, <laughs> in, in Japan, you kind of have to. Uh, it, it's a must anyway. So. Yeah, I know. I have to get my liver <laughs> into shape. I'm killing Iron it right liver. now. Iron <laughs> liver. Iron liver. Yeah. Um, so. I think I'll be pretty good. I'm. Yeah. I'm not an easy drunk, and I'm pretty sure they all are, so I should be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be ahead of the game, maybe. Be, be stronger than half of the population, huh? I hope I, so. I think we'll so. see. I don't know. Well, they might have a really good tolerance built up, so that's why I have to work on mine. Two. <laughs> you think one week is enough? I think I should be fine. Uh, I think she'll be fine. Anyway, uh, anyway, welcome back. Uh, the podcast now continues for Thursday night, March twenty second, 2007. Mike Nicholas, James Austin, Dean Kolak... And Clarissa Jewel from our studio in Toronto in front of a live audience and online via thecomicden.com. I think this is our biggest audience so far, I was far, about to say it? the same thing. Yeah, it's, well, let's see. There's one, know. two, three, four, five, six. Uh, six people say, in the I audience? I would say it's our biggest audience. <laughs> I've seen a few You think audience. it's bigger? Um, probably I think, it's, I think it's, I'd say it's close to one of our biggest audiences. It's the biggest one we, since we were forced into this office. Mm-hmm. But there's more people actually here that are listening instead of just randomly here. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, somebody yeah. here playing online games. Uh, anyway, um, it's all good. Oh no, it is. They're uh, trying to listen. I mean, I mean, <laughs> at, least they still, at least they, at least they, uh, they're accommodating to us. Uh, let yeah, us actually, actually one of them is actually downloading ep- uh, episodes of the uh, Anime Roundtable right now, <laughs> <laughs> and he's enjoying it Triple a lot. At least his hands are above the table. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> are you trying to say something? No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and <laughs> Can we get off the adult talk for? Just a little bit. Well, we talked about what? Yaoi in the first Yowie segment, so we already downgraded our status. Badly, too. Badly. If they don't want to sue us about one thing, they'll sue us about the other. I think we're fine. I think as long fine. as we just tell them not to let their children watch us or listen to us, whatever. Well, we have the disclaimer. Opinion. The opinion, yeah, we have the disclaimer uh, read by a 16-year-old. That's <laughs> 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 just so. ruined all our, our stops. <sighs> anyway, let's... <laughs> Okay, back to the business of anime. <laughs> Let, let's do the um, let's do a few items in brief. Um, on Tuesday, Bandai Visual announced what, from I what I can tell, it will be the first simultaneous anime HD DVD release in Japan and North America, and maybe the first anime first simultaneous uh, simultaneous Japanese North American release period in terms of video or DVD. Um, okay, let me just continue. They'll they'll release the first volume of an OAV called uh, of, of an OAV called Freedom by Katsuhiro Otomo on June twenty sixth. Uh, thirty nine ninety five thirty nine ninety nine for and it'll go over per volume and it'll go over six volumes. Right? This isn't all it's cracked up to be, is it? Yeah. Well, a lot of people have been going on about Bandai Visual. They've been announcing a lot about their new titles, and it's like. Thirty-nine ninety-nine and all that stuff with like two episodes. It's just going to be subbed. This for may a be lot one stuff, and so yeah. this one's just going to be one episode. This is just going to be one just episode. Be we're one episode. And it looks it's it's cheaper than Japan, but for the North American market, there's a lot of people bitching on price and bitching about the fact that there should be a dub or something of the sort. For thirty-nine ninety-nine, well, because U.S. audiences aren't used to paying that much for a DVD. And for so a lot episode. of people mm-hmm. say Bandai Visual could go the way of toy. I don't believe that. I believe if you have the product there, then it should go through. And I believe they're going for a niche audience, which they're is going to be even more niche. And are there going to be any extras? Like nothing, isn't there? Well, there's. I know. Uh, going to be I some extras. For, I, I have a copy for of the, the Freedom. Uh, one, it's going to be so. exactly like the Japanese release. It's probably going to be the closest release the ever to a Japanese release. release ever, in my opinion, the way it sounds. Mm-hmm. Like offering everything, I video mean, quality. Mm-hmm. But as I was talking to Mike today, they just announced another HD DVD release, Wings of uh, Hanamis. Oh, yeah. And that's going to go for around 79 bucks. Yeah, that's going to go for 80 to 90 bucks, And that's like, man, oh, man. Now, I don't know if they're going to release a DVD HD DVD combo, or if they're going to release another DVD type of thing for it, but it'll be interesting to see how this year plays out because they've announced their stuff, but now it's going to be well, are people going to buy it? Because we've noticed certain stores have priced it down way low. I think mm-hmm. me and Mike can attest to that. 
at least in Canada, we found out the cheapest you can buy Gunbuster in North America is Best Buy in Canada for thirty two ninety nine. Yeah, like, I got the, we got lucky. Uh, what's the That's official the price for it? It's supposed it's to supposed be sixty nine ninety nine. It's supposed to be like over fifty, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's fifty nine ninety nine, sixty nine. But it is quite. Like it that. would be quite a bit actually. Well, the extras and that come with two the episodes, I think. Go ahead. So. The extras are the special prologue to the series and also trailers. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. and, this, and I've seen trailers. a couple pictures. Yeah. I've seen one or two oh pictures. God, this looks. Like, this looks like worth uh, the price alone. Well, these <laughs> the videos all look great. <laughs> no, but but the, the I, these are interesting uh, interesting images. Like the images I've seen from it, because this look this is like absolute computer generation like oh. i mean i mean there's no th- no hiding that fact this will mm. be completely computer generated yeah. um i mean f- i've seen a couple pictures uh i forgot like the only place i can think of right now is animeinfo.com and you just enter in freedom enter in freedom and you'll see a picture from it well, I know and, that. Uh, and and um, Nissan has apparently placement rights for it cuz um apparently um they shown pictures of it in in cup noodle ads so <laughs> but you know you kind of have to be careful like uh, the lesson I, I see from all of this is sometimes you have to be careful what it's well the old cliche you have to be careful what you wish for because you have pe- you have a market here that completely compl- that likes to complain about the fact that they don't see the release at the same time as Japan does mm-hmm. right you're gonna get it but it's not all. It's not all. It's cracked up to be. Like I said, that, using another cliche, you're, if you want to be treated like the Japanese, like the Japanese um, consumers, you're going to be treated like the Japanese consumers, wow. and they pay quite a bit. I think it's interesting because, as we said, the so price right. is actually a little lower than Japanese mm-hmm. price, so we're still getting a good deal. But I think the other thing is they're looking at other releases. Genyon releasing the Helsing OVA. And they have the special edition, of course, it's expensive at forty four ninety nine. But then they have just the regular DVD edition, which is twenty four ninety nine, and that's for one episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and do. so they're also looking at how different companies have done different things in this type in of this situation. Are the Helsing episodes aren't they slightly longer than usual? Well, true, they're like fifty to forty uh, minutes and stuff like that. The latter ones are forty minutes. So it's more like two episodes per DVD then, rather than you know. At least from what I'm gathering from you guys, from your talk mm-hmm. regarding freedom, it's freedom is one episode, one episode per DVD, yeah. mm-hmm. right? But we that's simultaneous. By the way, you ju- you just saw a picture, so yeah, what did. did you think? It looks okay, I guess. Kind of looks like, like it looks CG like can, it looks Akira. it looks like Kaneda holding a cup yeah, noodle. From, from well, Akira. it is the same guy who did Akira. Yeah, I know. I, we know. So we know. I kind so. of it seems to meld the ideas. I think you have to take into account too that it's not just simultaneous release between the two markets. It's also HD, HD. Yeah, it is. Like that's probably what also like that's another deciding factor that's going to be jacking up the price. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of wondering if this is going to more decide the battle between HD DVD and Blu-ray. We were actually talking about because this (laughs) is an interesting thing for Bandai Visual that if you look at their release of their titles in next gen in Japan, they have the Blu-ray releases coming out and a few HD DVD uh, releases, but most of them are combos. In North America, there's no Blu-ray releases on the horizon, just HD DVD releases, which is interesting considering the PS3 factor. The factor in Japan is due to the fact that Blu-ray has already wiped HD DVD off the map in that country, according to the people looking at the industry there for next gen. It's interesting to know. Like, I haven't bought a player either way, but I'm probably going to be leaning towards getting a PS3 eventually. Easy way One day. The big thing, though, is that you still need the TV. You still need everything. So I don't think DVDs are going anywhere. I'm not in a rush. I have no money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we're all going broke on this. By the way, Mike, uh, when you were first mentioning, did you say that uh, this was the first uh, high-definition release of anime in North America? Uh, I I was wondering, like, uh, well, no, no, they were mistaken. It was a hentai. Uh, <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> comes out. Yeah. Well, hentai. Hentai. Well, people always use this uh, argument that adult material tends to um, tends it's to spur the driving technology. force of the. Uh, how can we say? <sighs> yeah. Oh well, that's what killed internet. beta. <laughs> that's what killed it. Yeah. It was VHS one out because they because they were they were open minded and that could be a and that could be a deciding <laughs> factor. Uh, he said open. Um. <laughs> That could be a deciding factor. I mean, just which one? Which one is willing to be a, a little bit open-minded on the uh, uh, in turn again? And and we have Sony once again on one of those sides. 
So um, HD DVD could could very well win out because Sony is so close-minded when it comes to um, when it comes to adult material. Yeah, which which uh, you know apparently they have been according to many many uh, many reports. Um, what I was really wondering was: Is this the first simultaneous release of? It might be an and of just simultaneous release DVD V or of DVD or VHS. Of anime on both sides of the Pacific, because that could be. I mean, uh, I, I mean, it is in terms surprised. of HD DVD, but I think, I think, uh, I think. Um, is, is, is DVD in the is, is regular DVD in the mix for this release? Is, for was that mentioned for, uh, for Freedom? I, it's a combo, so you can do so either on the DVD or on the HD DVD. I think it's going to be one disc type of combo thing, like we so, see like now with manga. You know how they package. did the movies, and it's one's on one side, one's on the other yeah. sort of deal. Well, here's the question I have. Is Death Note right now being released in Japan on DVD? Has it already started coming out? I have no idea, but I Because I know that Viz is right on the bandwagon, because they're releasing episodes as they come out in Japan on TV. So I'm wondering once they get around to doing the actual releases on DVD, what, how that's going to work and how far apart they're going to be on schedule. Yeah, well, it, well that's... That's interesting. I mean, I mean, um, in terms of North American TV here, it's like end of this after. Like the things end of are season, catching up quite months. quickly. Yeah. Well, well in yeah. terms of when it comes out, high Japan definition, they can do different things. Like I know, but Blu-ray. this is the first of, of a simultaneous. I've heard. Yeah. Of. Yeah. Absolutely I was simultaneous. No, no time. So I was just gonna say that Blu-ray. We're in the same region for the first time ever with Japan, so it probably wouldn't be too hard just to put an English subtitle track right on there for the Japanese company and then just say okay here you go right when they release it yeah so and there isn't, there isn't, like there isn't too much overhead in doing this is you there? know what I mean like, yeah understood. I wouldn't be surprised I'd be interested to see how many companies decide to do that mm-hmm. but then they'd be a lot of wrath from a few people to say the least I'm sure mm. they'd look at it and they just say nuts to you guys and go to whoever else yeah because we've been spoiled with our long episode run times on a lot of our DVDs mm. Okay, uh, let's move on. Let's quickly move on to the other one, to the other thing item I want to talk about in brief. March thirteenth, ICV two released a perhaps not so shocking article on the continuing decline of anime and manga, uh, of the anime and manga market in Japan. Like uh, apparently, mm-hmm. um, sales have been down there. Perhaps not a huge surprise, but there yeah. are many uh, different factors, isn't there? Well, it's like everyone else, aging population. How many people, probably when they're eighties, they're still watching the same how many stuff people, they're watching? How many people kids. how many people who how many people who are who watched this twenty years ago are still watching it today because they have other priorities now? Well you definitely see them around at conventions. <laughs> <laughs> are you, well, I don't think we see them in the same droves we see everyone else. Yeah, I mean it, this article and um the article cites uh, a couple of factors. Uh one being uh end of convert end of uh end of conversion from VHS to D V D. So there isn't much to to actually try and sell anymore, mm-hmm. there's no point. Um, downloading, of course, yeah. and download and 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 keep in mind, it's not just videos now. It is it's everything. It scans too. Yep. It's uh, it's manga, and then the other one, uh, unfavorable de- demographic trends, low birth rate. Mm. Yep, mm-hmm. that's been a big issue in Japan. Speaking, speaking about the where you just mentioned the scanlation downloads and stuff like that, <coughs> recently. Uh, few of the publishers came together to sue a yeah. website. And apparently apparently this is their second lawsuit they're facing, I believe. <laughs> it's been in the news. That was like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. a, week, a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. Well, it's... Well, I mean, I, mean it, I, I guess you can apply a lot of the fan-sub debate to, this, to the scan debate, too. So Yeah, it's all the same in the end. It's, in this case, it could be very much the same in the end. So, I mean, what do you... I mean, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, and uh, third factor... Um, more choice. Print is under pressure in Japan, quote unquote, uh, it, it, as it is here, and you know other forms of entertainment, other electronic forms of entertainment. It's not just you know TV movies. It's um, you know going out, socializing, mm-hmm. PS3s, having a life, PS3s, <laughs> more important than anime, too. having a life. There's well, also gaming is. too. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about gaming because there is the gaming drift happening in Japan where people have been going away from gaming in Japan and they've started to internationalize the gaming industry. If you've looked at what games they're producing, it's more for a North American and European audience. Yeah. And, um, well, uh, admittedly, Nintendo and Xbox probably have the outside of Japan market a little bit better than Sony does right now. I, w- I would say, actually, interesting enough, in Japan, a lot of people have been talking about Nintendo because Nintendo has managed to go and counteract the gamer drift with the Nintendo DS. And, the and Wii. so far with the Wii, so far. But we don't know until they get further along. Mm-hmm. 
But as for the anime and stuff like that, I would say that we kind of see a bit of it too. They're now going to the international. Yeah, I mean that's that's the big reason. This is the big reason. I mean, this is the, we're not talking as if this is this has been like you know recently. This has been a decline over the last decade, which nicely coincides with the increased popularity of anime and around manga the world. around mm-hmm. the world and here in North America. We're an untapped market for them, and yeah. you know we have to respect. And you know, as as uh, for us, we should actually respect that fact. They'll come to us just as they're coming to us just as much nowadays too. Mm-hmm. It's not as they're not com- as closed about things as you might think. So, um, you know, the, j- just some fruit, just some food for thought, I guess. But you, know, you guys want to add something else? That's a good waste of guys. I don't know, I'm good. Looking at me. Huh? Everyone's like looking at me. Well, we yeah, like because you, you, you know you're because you're, 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 because you're, you're the one with the uh, active internet connected laptop uh-huh. right now. Oh, so you just closed you, it. You want to go to? Lines and facts on the Japanese government website. No, nah, but I mean, it's also something. Uh, it's food for thought for you, uh, also, Clar- uh, Clarissa. I mean, just just uh, something else you might see there. So well, I don't know what the numbers are in terms of how much it was at before and what it's at now, and what the the trend was. Whether it was rising all I think, this time I think, and I now think, it's declining. Yeah, probably in absolute. If it was set at a plateau for a while. Probably in terms of per capita and absolute terms, it's still pretty good there. Yeah, like I imagine it was rising. It just kind of started to decline a little bit now, just because of the population and demographics. Mm-hmm. It's specifically like about sales, right? It's yeah. not about yeah. viewers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't think anime is necessarily That's declining crazy. in popularity. It's just sales. I mean, yeah. if, if you've already seen a TV uh, or a series on TV once, right? Sometimes that might Sometimes be Sometimes might, that might be it, like, why would you want to buy it on DVD? You've already seen it. The, the, the experience is not going to be exactly totally different. That's what I was thinking yeah, too. I mean, at yeah, the moment. yeah, like yeah, have those yeah, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Cannon turned me off after tw- after episode twenty-two. Twenty-three. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> twenty-three. Twenty-three. Dean, I'm gonna cry. But, um, I was thinking actually, same thing with the rental places because in Japan, a lot of these companies have been really against rentals from the video game industry, from the manga industry, from the anime industry. They're really against losing profits to these rental places. Speaking of that, I think at some point Sony was thinking of uh, for the PS3 for no rentals. Yeah, they had a lot sales, something like that. Anyway, but that I guess you know that as I said, food for thought. Uh, anyway, we we should take the break and then we'll be back for our final insults. So uh, back in a minute, you're listening to the Anime Roundtable on thecomicden.com. Welcome back. Just a just a quick programming note. Next week will be our last regular season episode. Aside from that, in a digest episode which will come out early on the week of April second, that's pretty much all the scheduled shows. Hopefully, our loyal listeners, both of you, won't go too long before you hear from us again, like an entire summer, which was the case last year. We intend to have something on the go during the summer. We just don't know in what form yet. Everyone here has been encouraged to do audio editorials and rants over the summer. We might do more Digest episodes, and we might even do a regular length episode as well. The only thing is, we just don't know the exact timetable for us, for it. Um, bear with us, we'll figure it out as we go along. But in the meantime, roundtable at thecomicden.com is our email address. Last week we also secured a new domain, so www.animeroundtable.com is our new web address. For now, it'll still forward to Comic Den's archive page, but in time, it'll go to the show's official blog, and that'll be priority in the next month or so. Also, www.animenorth.com. If you still want to see us tape a couple of episodes there in late May, add your name to the forum under live events, and hopefully we'll have an update on it next week. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, hopefully. Okay, time now for final insults. Um, I want to give Clarissa a chance to go second last. So, James, Dean, who decide? You guys decide who goes first. <laughs> I want to go second last. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, wait. You guys have last? to fight it out. Fight it out. Oh, she's going second last. She's going oh, second yeah. last. Yeah. So going last. Somebody's going first. Okay. Or second. Okay. On, I guess I'm going now because I, I he only just have like ten minutes now. I only have ten minutes here. Come on. Go. Okay. Now. <laughs> no. No. Now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Seriously though. Um. It's interesting, a lot of people, and I looked it up on Amazon, even though, of course, we know how reliable those sites are, supposedly put listings for Yotsuba, the next two volumes, and the next three volumes of Gunslinger Girl out for release. They're the only place that has, so it'll be interesting to see if they actually do come out soon in the June and uh, summer dates that they've been announced even though we know ADV Manga doesn't have a marketing department, so to speak of, because we never know what releases we're ever getting. 
Yeah, I'm still holding on uh, when they're going to release the next volume of Jinky Extend manga. I w- basically, I won't believe it till I see it, but who knows? Maybe if they actually release it, I'll have hope for them releasing the final two volumes of Steel Angel Kurumi. <laughs> that one hurt. It's a lot of manga that hurt. That's it? Hmm? That's it? Yeah, that's okay. all. <laughs> Your turn, uh, Thanks. All right. Uh, um, well, I finally got around to finishing off watching Canon 2006. And overall, it was amazing in terms of animation. They covered a lot of the characters' backstory that the Toei version in 2002 didn't. And maybe I, I found it to be a little <clears throat> uh, bad at, towards the last two episodes because... I already knew what was going to happen because I saw the original and it's not like they decided to deviate from the storyline. And it's just their execution kind of was off. Like when I watched the Toy Edition, my heart kind of was like into it and I felt um, a bit sad because just, just the way it's executed the last few episodes, I don't really want to say stuff that'll spoil it, but it's just the execution was poor in the last two episodes. But overall, oops, overall it was <laughs> amazingly animated and Interestingly enough, this one blog that I, um, or I guess, yeah, blog, uh, Random Curiosity, randomc.animeblogger.net. Pretty well-known blog, actually. Oh, I check it out all the time. They had an interesting uh, blog entry regarding, you know, Kyoto Animation's next uh, pickup, Clanid, which is another key title, and there was a bit of an argument in the comments section regarding, you know, if Kyoto Animation should have been spending their uh, time and resources on better titles like say animating another full metal panic or something else rather than you know doing a quote-unquote harem series even though canon is totally not a, a harem anime okay no just pretty much what i want to say and hopefully people can look forward to next week when i'll be doing the digest with whoever will be doing it <laughs> got a lot to talk about yeah you have some you have some uh, canon withdrawal to um, recover from he'll live so he'll, he'll live. be okay yeah no doubt I believe that. Thanks. Clarissa? Um, I guess for me, um, there's still one more show left for Yama, but I won't be here because I will be on my way. Um, just kind of reflecting on my last, pretty much my last day as president of the club. Um, for any of you that are interested or know of our club, um, Angela Jordan, who is our other regular podcast, is going to be taking over as president for next year. So I'm excited about that. I'll be keeping in touch. Um, the other thing that I wanted to say is that I'm in the talks about getting a blog, possibly on animeblogger.com. So we'll see how that goes. I'll keep you guys updated. If you guys have any comments or you want to find out if I actually go ahead with it or how that happens, um, just feel free, I guess, to give Mike an email at the address for... Well, I have you Roundtable, so Roundtable at there. the comicden.com. Yeah, Roundtable any at the feedback, for sure. Yeah. Thanks. After seven plus years, 136 chapters, and a forced sabbatical due to a broken arm, Flutes Basket will finally will officially come to an end with the publishing of Volume 23 this week. Actually, it came to an end last November in the Hana to Yume anthology, but the graphic novel and the second fan book, the saga we can now finally say is safely over. So with that in mind, here's a quick spoiler. No! Oh, they won't Cover get it ears. for how many years, Mike? <laughs> because it's still published. Here, here's a quick spoiler. Everyone dies at the end. And I can confirm that's true, actually. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but sure it is as, true, actually. As, uh, as, James, as James just alluded to, if my calculations are right, Tokyo Pop should finish publishing uh, Fruits Basket by the middle of 2009. At least it'll be before the end of, uh, before the Vancouver Winter Olympics. And maybe finish Aoi Ayoshi And maybe it'll, uh, it'll end just before Ayuri Yoshi does. Well, A.R. Yoshi will be done. So. As you can tell, James and I aren't really bitter about it. Well, we're kind of bitter that these series started off every two months, and now they're every four months. That's my bitter point. Yeah. I think it's safe to say, though, as North American fans, we were spoiled. That's true. Just a thought. Though, hey, we can't help but that they spoiled us to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> right. Take uh, take and receive, right? Yeah. Give and take you know, you know the deal. Uh, Clarissa, have a wonderful year in Japan, and please come back to this table when you return. A chair will always be here for you. Aww. That's it for this week. We'll do it one more time next week You're before here. the spring and summer schedule starts. See you then. Good night and good luck. And join us again for another edition of the Anime Roundtable on thecomicden.com.